is this morning I want to focus in on 1 Corinthians 13. If you look with me again there, if you aren't there anymore. And look in verse 4. Love is patient. We talked about that a few weeks ago. What it means for love to be patient. Love is kind, right? We talked about what it is for love to be kind. That kind of idea of being gentle, right? Love does not envy. And that's what we're talking about this morning. Some translations may, not, may say something like love is not jealous. Um, and that may be a word we use more frequently as this kind of idea of jealous. But I'm going to talk about it with envy. So just know if you're more familiar with the word jealous, envy is kind of a synonym of jealousy. Um, and so this morning, what does it mean for love to not be envious? If you're going to be a follower of God, if you're going to be a Christian, you have to learn to love. Sometimes that means learning to love your parents the right way, right? We struggle with that sometimes. Sometimes that means learning to love strangers. Sometimes that means learning to love yourself. And definitely it includes learning to love God, right? But this morning, what does it mean to, for love not to be envious? Well, I think, first of all, we have to ask ourselves, what does it mean for the word envy, right? I looked it up. Uh, dictionary.com says it's a feeling of discontent or even covetousness with regard to another's advantages or their successes, successes their possessions, etc. So basically, if you have do or are something that I wish maybe I did, had, or was, I'm tempted to be envious, right? Uh, one example of this is you get a new car and I have a junky car. The temptation for me is to be jealous of your car, right? Jealousy or envy is really a negative reaction. I can be jealous in some senses of the word in a good way, right? God is a jealous God. He wants to possess our attention and our affections and our worship. And that's appropriate, right? Because that's his place. But for me to be jealous of something you have and to feel a sense of, uh, well, really feel not love for you, right, is a problem. And that's what envy tries to do. It tries to push out love, right, and say, I should have or be or experience what they're having instead of them, right? And we can see where that disconnects from love. Love says, no, I'm glad that they have. I'm glad that they are. Or I'm glad that they uh, possess this thing. So that's really what envy is. It's a negative feeling or discontentment or covetousness regarding someone else's advantages. Um, so by definition, it's really incompatible with love the way God defines it. And so it makes sense in 1 Corinthians 13 that he says, love does not envy, right? Can I really love someone if every time they experience a positive in their life, I wish they didn't have that and I wish I had it? Well, then I don't really love that person, right? And that's how these two butt heads. But did you know that like envy is difficult to avoid entirely? We may do a good job of not acting on envy, like, I don't beat you up and take that thing, but I'm still envious, right? It's kind of inward. We have a hard time avoiding that sometimes and, and uh, getting around that. Um, it, and it's because it doesn't always show itself in plain ways. Um, have you ever, like, realized way after the fact 
that actually you were jealous of something that happened and you didn't realize it in the moment? Have you ever experienced that? Like maybe you have an interaction with someone and it, and it goes like this. You meet them for the first time. You have kind of that real brief conversation. Hi, how are you? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? And just through those little bits and pieces, or maybe you know mutual friends, things like that, you start to get an idea of who they are and how they're thought of, even among people. And when you walk away from it, you're like, I don't like that person. And then someone says, well, why? And you're like, I don't really know. I just don't like them. Like, I just, I can't put my finger on it. Sometimes it's because of something like envy, right? Like you haven't quite figured that out yet, but maybe it's because you're jealous of who they are or jealous of the way your friends talk about this person or jealous of the things that they clearly have, right? Or have gotten to do even. That's kind of how envy operates. Like we don't always understand that it's there, at least at first. And if we're honest with ourselves, I think we can figure out maybe that's what it is. But it can be tricky. Envy's sneaky like that, right? All right, so, so how do we identify envy, right? If God says, if you're going to love the way I tell you, you need to love. And we're not talking about just romance, right? We're not talking about sexual love. We're not talking about, we're talking about choosing to love someone for their best interest, right? If you're going to love that kind of way, God says, you have to get envy, out of your heart. How do we do that? How do we identify if it's even in there? Right? I think the first part is reading and understanding scripture. Like, what is, what is the way God talks about jealousy or envy? Um, I'll give you a couple quotations here from the Bible that should help us kind of wake up at least to the effects of envy. And so if we start seeing these effects in our life, maybe we say, potentially I'm an envious person, Right? In Acts chapter 7, verse 9, it reads, And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him. Now, of course, that's uh, in a defense in a sermon by Stephen when he's talking about walking through the history of the Israelites right before he's stoned. And he talks about how really it was jealousy. Jealousy was the motivation for Joseph's brother's Basically, selling him into slavery, right? Envy. Well, if I understand that envy was really the root of that, and I see all of the ripples of that in God's story and how he works in people's lives, then I can say, hmm, if I'm disliking my brother, physical or spiritual, if I have a brother in my life and I don't want the best for them, I'm willing to sell them out for something, Maybe I'm like the Israelites back then. Maybe I'm like Joseph's brothers and it's because of jealousy. Another passage, Acts 17, verse 5. Acts 17, verse 5 reads, But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, and they set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to uh, to bring them out to the crowd. Now, in Acts 17, Paul had just kind of arrived in the city of Thessalonica and had been involved with some new believers. And this is the first place in all of Scripture that we see persecution 
going to like being put on the common Christian. It's not on Paul, it's not on Stephen, it's not on Jesus, these kind of leaders, right? This is the first place that we see persecutions aimed at normal people, like Jason. But why was it aimed at them? Jealousy, right? You know, it's interesting that God doesn't say because of theological differences, right? Because of hate, which is what we might assume, right? But he says, in fact, it's because of jealousy. And we don't know all the details of how that unfolded, but we can imagine some scenarios that seem pretty likely, right? We see it maybe in our life, you know? One person is doing the right thing. One person is doing the wrong thing. And if the person that is doing the wrong thing sees the person doing the right thing and knows they're doing the right thing, sometimes that person might react the way that people in Acts 17 react. Well, let's get a bunch of people together and give the person doing the right thing a hard time, make their life difficult, right? That's kind of what happened in Acts 17. Let's use the resources we have, our influence, to make this person feel bad for doing the right thing. That is jealousy. That is envy, right? Do you think the Israelites in Acts 17 would have said it's because they were jealous that they were doing that? They would have said, no, we're standing up for God. We're doing with what our fathers taught us to do, right? But it's because envy is sneaky. This kind of slides in there and you're acting on jealousy when you don't even realize it. James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Verse 1. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you don't have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Maybe a cause of our jealousy is because we don't really believe God can provide for us. right? Maybe I'm tempted to be envious of your situation, and I don't realize I've never had the faith to even pray about God helping me in my situation, right? Sometimes we look at people and we say, man, their life's together. It looks like their life is straightened out. They've got everything. They've got all the answers. Things are smooth for them. And my life's a mess. First of all, let me say this. You don't really know that about that person, right? They probably think the same about you. But the second thing is this. Have you actually trusted God enough and asked him to, like, help you out in that? You know, James is all about faith. Um, I know a lot of people think maybe that it's about this conflict between works and faith. But really, James is saying at the beginning of chapter 4, at the very end of verse 2, you do not have because you do not ask. James specifically says, hey, ask God for wisdom, and what's he going to give you? Wisdom, as long as you ask in faith, right? So this idea of jealousy can really be uh, manifest itself in, hey, there's fights, there's quarrels. You don't have, so you murder. You want to take things, but maybe a root problem is you've never actually trusted God in the beginning. And so maybe your envy is rooted in that problem, a lack of faith. Look at Mark chapter 15, verse 10. This is the last scripture that we'll look at for now, uh, talking about 
understanding scripture and reading scripture about him. In Mark chapter 15, verse 10, it says, For he, this is Pilate, perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him, Jesus, up. Pilate was a really shrewd guy. I feel like he, you know, had a lot of intelligent questions and comments and observations, even though he did the wrong thing. Jesus, in the last day or so of him living, is presented to Pilate. And you know, Pilate's the guy that says, I don't see anything wrong with him. Why have you brought him to me? He hasn't committed any crimes. And the Jews say, kill him, crucify him. And he goes through all this. Are you sure you want me to do this with him? But in Mark, it's the only account that tells us this, if I'm not mistaken. It says, Pilate perceived kind of read between the lines, right, we might say. He perceived that the Jews were not delivering him up for hate, though that was part of it, for theological differences. Pilate sees through it and says it's because they're envious. Again, do you think the Jews thought that? Like, we want him crucified because we're jealous of the claims he makes and jealous of the way he teaches I don't know if they would have really said that. So again, as Scripture reveals to us, envy is a really difficult thing to know kind of in the moment, right? When you're jealous of something, it's hard to be honest with yourself in that moment and say, I'm having a problem because I'm jealous, right? But Scripture is very clear on how it manifests itself, the problems it can lead to, and really maybe even some of the root causes of envy. Again, I would say, how do we identify envy our hearts? Number one, reading and understanding scripture. That it's actually like a real thing and it's a real problem. Most often when we don't realize it. Two, is be honest with yourself when you look at yourself. You know, when you're thinking about like, oh, what things do I need to work on? I think maybe you need to ask yourself questions like, why don't I like this person? And be honest about it. My friends like them better than me, and that makes me jealous, right? Between these two things, reading and understanding Scripture and being honest with yourself, I think a lot of us might realize we have a problem, at least sometimes, with envy, right? Um, I don't—this is me personally, so I don't want to project this out on you guys. When was the last time that I— ask God for forgiveness with envy. I can't think of a time. Like I, and I'm not saying I haven't ever, but I can't actively think of a time that I said, hey God, I am honest and aware enough to realize I struggle with jealousy. There's two ways. One means I've never had a problem with it, which I doubt is the case looking back on my life. Two is I've just never paid attention to it. I always thought it was something else, right? I need more. They shouldn't be blessed because they aren't that good, right? I think if we all kind of ask ourselves that question, it probably is telling us we're not paying enough attention to this. That we do struggle with this because, you know, it's a temptation. Satan knows how to work in our hearts with envy, right? So what does this cause us to do? How does this manifest itself? It's kind of like James. When we're envious, 
Maybe I avoid someone, right? I snub them, kind of ignore them, all the stuff that comes along with that. What are some other problems with envy? Division, right? If there's envy among brethren in the church, you have this group, and you have this group, and you have this group, right? James says there's fighting and there's quarrels among you. Other problems with envy are dishonesty, right? You never actually acknowledge a problem because you don't realize you have a problem because envy sneaks up on you. All kinds of problems. And so we have to learn to identify it. Pay attention to it in Scripture. God talks about it certain ways. And typically the parties involved with envy don't really realize they're envious. And so we have to be really active in fighting this. Okay, so the most important part of this lesson really is if we're going to be loving people, if we're going to be Christians that love the way God loves, that's the goal. Not only do we have to be able to identify envy if it's in our hearts and get rid of it because we know that's not what God wants, but we have to be equipped to fight envy. Satan's going to tempt us all with jealousy in one way or another, right? That's just life. Satan's going to say, hey, guess what? That person has or is something better than you or has something better than you have, and you have a decision to make. I'm going to be jealous or I'm not going to be jealous. And so how do we fight this? First of all, realize you're the one that needs to change. I think envy is one of those things that we point our fingers around at, right? Like, they don't deserve that thing. So it's not really my problem. The problem is, like, God shouldn't have given them that thing, right? Or people shouldn't think about them better than me because they're not better than me, right? We tend to, with jealousy, we start pointing at everything else but myself, Right. realize that with jealousy you're the one that has the problem and you're the one that needs to change because ultimately you can have all the things and people can respect you in every good way and think about you and talk about you in every good way right and if I am the person that I am if I'm humble and I love you that's going to have zero effect on my relationship with you, right? What you have and who you are and how people perceive you should not affect our relationship. And I shouldn't be jealous in any way, right? So realize, number one, that you're the one that needs to change. Look at Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And this is the attitude that a Christian one who's going to be like Jesus, needs to carry. Because Philippians chapter 2 is the attitude that Jesus had, right? So look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Just read a couple verses here. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Do you think Jesus was jealous of the people around him? I don't think so. One, right, God is love, and if Jesus is God, then 
he had perfect love, which means 1 Corinthians 13, he was not envious, right? But when you look at Philippians chapter 2, you would say Jesus didn't have a problem with envy because Jesus was just here to serve people, right? Can't you just see Jesus probably if you had good things, if people spoke well of you, if you were actually right with God, Jesus wouldn't be jealous of that. He'd be glad, right? Like Because he was humble. He wanted to serve and help you. And because he loved you, if you had good things and you experienced good things and had good relationships, Jesus probably would have been glad about that. How much do we struggle with that? Being glad when people around you are successful and they have a good relationship with God, right? And they are kind and they have gotten to do a lot of cool things. Are you glad about that? Or are you just envious? Right? In Romans twelve fifteen, it says rejoice with those who rejoice, right? If I love you and you're rejoicing, then I should be able to do that with you, right? And that's typically where envy comes in. We don't rejoice with other people because we're jealous that they're happy. We're jealous that they have some good thing, right? All right. The next thing, how to get rid of envy, realize you need to change and understand God loves and blesses other people than you. That's not just about you, right? Um, and I think that, that one's a, a hard one for me because obviously in my life, it is about me. It's about me and my relationship with God. But you know what? God has that same relationship with every person in this room. It's about him and that person. And then it's about him and that person. It's a, him and you and you and you and you and you, right? So if God is working in your life to love you and you love him, and I get jealous of that, what's wrong with me? Just as he loves me, he's going to love you. And just as I'm asking in faith for God to bless me in certain ways, so are you. And so if he delivers, why should I be jealous about that? God has answered your prayer. God is blessing you, right? God is working in more lives than just mine. So I think that's an important way to fight envy is realize I need to make changes if I'm jealous and realize God's working with other people too. It's not just me. And so when I see them being blessed or I see them having a good relationship with God, I'm not going to get jealous about that because I have that relationship as well. Third and final in how to get rid of envy is... Uh, to find ways to serve those you're envious of. Um, and I think that, that's helpful in a lot of ways. Uh, when we humble ourselves like Jesus did, right? When we humble ourselves and serve those who are tempted, we are tempted to be envious of, we, removes, we kind of remove Satan's tool, right? Because really, like, what envy, what envy or jealousy keeps me from doing is having a good relationship with you. Right? Like if I'm jealous of you, I'm probably not going to want to talk to you or be honest with you or pray for you, right? Let alone like study with you or worship with you or like thank God for you. Or imagine they have something that they need to fix in their life. If I'm jealous of them, I'm going to say, let them burn. <coughs> they got to deal with that, right? Like, good, they're finally coming down. But if I'm not jealous of them, 
if I acknowledge that God's working in their life and God's blessed them and I'm cool with that and I'm thankful for that, when they have a problem, I'm willing to help them. Jealousy keeps me from helping someone, but I would help them. Vice versa, if I have a problem and I'm already jealous of that person and they try to help me, what's that going to do? It's going to just like stoke the fire, right? Like, who are you to come over here and well, you know, and that just becomes a thing automatically. Jealousy hinders relationships. It hinders God from using me to help them. It hinders God from using them to help me. And it destroys any chance we have of being useful to one another. Uh, there's a couple of things that I want to say as we wrap up. Uh, I read this and I thought it was interesting and I wasn't sure where to kind of plug this in in the lesson, so I'm just going to kind of throw it out here. There's an interesting correlation between honor and envy, right? When someone is honored, people either rejoice or they get jealous. That's just kind of the two basic reactions of honor, right? And that's kind of what we're talking about this morning. So if, if Jesus, for one, let's think about it this way. Jesus was honored, right? People started paying attention to him. God, obviously, when he was baptized, like spoke down and said, this is my son. I'm pleased with him. Listen to him, right? And there's one group of people that says, great, finally the Messiah. Let's rejoice and be glad God's delivered on his promise. And what was the other group of people? the scribes and the Pharisees that got envious because people were following Jesus, right? Honor. If something, someone is honored, we either rejoice or we're envious. And so uh, I think when we buck up against that, when we choose envy, there's one potential root that I see in this that's a big, big problem. Um, and that is uh, I think it's a failure to kind of understand that God's blessings or his goodness aren't limited. I think we kind of battle for resources sometimes. You guys ever feel that? Like, if I have this thing, that means you don't get to have it, right? If I'm driving or I get this job, that means a lot of people didn't get this job. I beat you out for it. When people receive blessings from God, maybe they have a good job. Maybe they have a good family. It's a blessing from the Lord. Maybe they even are a good person. They have a good relationship with the Lord and they're forgiven of their sins. Sometimes I allow my idea about like physical things, like resources being exhaustible, kind of show on God. Like, oh, if God's blessing them, what does that mean for me? Like, I don't get anything, right? Is that true about God at all? Like, is he limited in his resources or his ability to bless people or not bless people? To take care of Paulette, does that mean he's not going to take care of Robin, right? Or if he blesses Angela, does that mean he has nothing left for Stephen, it's silly when we say that, right? So when we see one person clearly blessed by God, why do we get jealous about that? It doesn't mean like nothing's left for me, right? So we need to understand that when God honors someone, there's no room for jealousy. 
only room for rejoicing if we're going to love them like we should. If we're going to love the way Jesus loved. We understand that it only leaves room for joy. There's a lot of verses in this. I'll just reference them if you want to come back to them and look at them later. Um, Psalm 136.1 is a good passage to look at God's blessings, no, no bounds. Same with Ephesians 1. Read that whole chapter, really. Um, and then even Philippians 4, verse 19. I actually want to read this one. Philippians 4, verse 19. It says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. When I read that, I'm like, man, Josh, God's going to supply every need of Josh's. Right? But you know what? When James reads that, he says, I'm going to supply every need of James. And when Chuck reads that, I'm going to supply every need of Chuck. Sometimes we forget that. Like God is making an infinite promise to every single one of us. And so we get jealous when we actually see that happen, right? Okay. 1 Peter chapter 4. It's going back to the point I was making earlier. 1 Peter chapter 4. Find ways to serve those you're maybe envious of. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 reads, As each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks of oracles of God. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that everything God may be glorified through Christ Jesus. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. When God gives you a blessing... Use it to serve someone, right? When they get a blessing, they'll serve someone else. When God gives you a gift, use it to serve. And you know what that eliminates? Jealousy, envy, right? Like, you have a gift that I don't have, but you know what? You're using it for me. I'm not as tempted to be envious anymore, right? I have a gift that you don't have, and you could be like, man, God, why didn't you give me that gift? I'm so jealous. But if I'm using it, the way that you'd want to use it for yourself, if I'm serving you, then you're not probably going to be as jealous about that. Right? We can help each other in this. So use what God is blessing you with, not to tempt people to be jealous, but really to share that. Right? All right, so how do you get rid of envy? Realize you're the one that needs to change. Understand that God has the infinite ability to bless other people and does. Right? And then find ways to serve those that maybe you're tempted to be jealous or envious of. I think if we can do that, we're going to have a lot less of a struggle with jealousy. And in turn, we're going to love a lot more completely the way God wants us to love. Right? So in this room, we want to be patient, we want to be kind, but we also don't want to be jealous. And so use this maybe as this lesson as a springboard, just kind of go home. Look yourself in the mirror and be like, look, I need to be honest with myself. That person at work that I don't like so much, is it because of envy? Right? My relationship with this person isn't great. Is it because maybe there's some jealousy there? Just be honest with yourself and sort through it. If you want to have uh, the greatest quality a person can possess and be pleasing in the Lord, love, right? you have to drive this out of your life. And so don't let Satan continue to use this to hinder you and your relationship with God and with others. So if you
you find envy in your life, repent. Like that's something you actually need to repent of. It's for envy Jesus was handed over, right, and crucified. And I would say pray, right? Don't just say like, hey, God, I'm never going to do this anymore. Pray about it maybe on a regular basis, right? Even if you don't find envy in your life, pray that God will continue to keep you strong that way. And serve. Find someone in this room that maybe you've been tempted to be jealous of in the past or currently and find a way to help them out. Well, I hope this lesson was is encouraging for you. Um, it was really tough for me to do this lesson because I didn't, one, know how to think about envy. And two, I think it like stepped on my toes with certain people in my life. So, no, you're not alone in this. But just be thinking about this. Be praying on it because I don't want this group and this church to have problems because we're jealous of one another. Um, that can tear us up really fast. So let's learn to love each other. Thank you.